this week we're doing something a little bit special. We're we're going to be talking about a very very intimate tale about two men who who love each other very much and who go up a mountain to destroy a ring. And and no, it's not Brokeback Mountain. This week we're talking about Lord of the Rings. You could have left that destroy ring part. I could have left it at the destroy ring part. Yeah, I, maybe I should have. But here we you are. I've never seen Brokeback Mountain. I've also. I don't never think seen anyone Brokeback. here has. <laughs> great. Should, should we watch it? Uh, I heard it's great. It's Heath Ledger. It's in. So- we put it in something. Game okay. Mountains. It's gay something. <laughs> that's a little homophobic. Yeah, that's a little homophobic, Tyler. Please. You're Hold the up, one that I said liked it first. Magic Mike. I was the one who liked Magic Mike. You can't say I, that. I liked Magic Mike too. And yeah, but I, you made fun of me for it. I've made fun of you for liking the weaker film that has nothing to do with your sexuality, Tyler. What was the weaker film taste? in that week? Magic Mike one. No, I didn't like that one more than the two. Oh. You just you still made fun of me for liking Magic Mike 2 anyway. Magic Mike 2 is a perfectly fun movie. I like Magic Mike 2. Why are we talking about tape. Magic Mike? Play the tape. Play the tape. Faza, can we get a can we, do you remember? If I like, if I said I liked Magic Mike too, I know I, I don't liked remember. It. You're asking the worst person. Come on, Italian stallion. I think that's what we named. Yeah, uh, no, no, that was that was who was that? I don't remember. I think you just made name. that name up. I, I, I think that might be Rocky Balboa. It is. <laughs> welcome, welcome, welcome. Say, say, friend, and enter. Um, I'm your host, Chris, with my co-host Faison. What's up? And um, just do it. And the a, a man eating tomatoes in the most disgusting fucking way possible. And Not what I expected. Absolute slobber. I thought you were gonna call him Smeagol. That's, yeah, right? that's the easy one. one. That, why yeah. would I go the easy route? Because choose, what else is there? Choose the road less traveled. Time. Dude, I hated that scene so much. That's Every time I've scene? seen it, it yeah, yeah, like I just, eating while he's sing- yeah. It's not. It's cringe. not a nice time. It's like I literally physically just cringe. Because it's so gross. This week, it may not be obvious, but we are talking about Lord of the Rings, the phenomenon of the early 2000s. Can you believe it's been 20 years? Is that, no. does, that does that fuck with anybody? Is it 20 years ago? Like, not exactly, or I think it's 19 for the for Return of the King, but I think it's technically 20 for um for Two Towers right now. Two Towers came out in 2002. Yeah, so it'd be twenty years for Two Towers and nineteen yeah, but years what for day? Return of the King. December. Okay, okay it's cl- it's clearly December fifth, exact... Tyler. Well, yeah, I mean, I wanted to see. I didn't US. know. Oh, December eighteenth in the U.S. Oh, that's yeah. quite fun. Yeah. Okay. It's not exact, Tyler. I wanted to know. Actually, I'm not like. I... Fun fact. Ready? Fellowship of the Ring, December nineteenth. Uh, Two Towers, December eighteenth. Uh, Return of the King, December seventeenth. That's actually nice. quite fun. Uh, December that means Fellowship of the Ring came out on my birthday. That's actually a fun little fact. Um, all within a year, which is kind yeah. of crazy if you think about it. Because they were well, filmed and produced at the exact same time. Yeah, that's the only reason. Yeah. Which was the massive happen. gamble. Yeah, it was a studio absolute bet because it, what the hell were the chances that it worked out? Low, and yet it did. Um, but yeah, we're talking about Lord of the Rings. Uh, some of you youngins out there might not remember it anymore. You know, might not have the. I don't think there's anybody young listening to our podcast, bro. Let's discuss That's... that sentence. Some, some, something you younglings wouldn't remember. It's like, yeah, they, well, yeah I, no shit, I, they wouldn't remember. I, they weren't yeah. there. Okay, Tyler. Sure, That's not the point, Tyler. That's not the point. I was just saying, I think it's interesting that you know, a movie or a trilogy of movies that was like a cultural phenomenon, you know, in 20 years, kind of, kind of falls to the wayside a bit. Like people don't talk about though? Lord of the Rings the way they used to 10 years. Uh, I I guess you're right, but at the same time, it's kind of like 
like they know the movies from references and stuff. They it's like it's one of it's become one of those movies because it's like yeah, it's a classic, it's iconic. People will get the references and shit like that, but they might not actually know the movie. I guess it just feels weird because like I remember growing up with these, like we did, right? I remember these movies were kind of everywhere, especially like when they came out and shortly afterwards. Or even in the lead up to like the Hobbit films, you know, like Lord of the Rings was still a brand with like immense cultural pull. Uh, and it's just kind of crazy to think that it's not 100% that way anymore. Um, I mean, Rings of Power is still pulling in pretty massive numbers, but it's just not it, it, the level of like discussion around it is nothing like what I remember experiencing with the Lord of the Rings trilogy. It's just is it the cat. I see. I see his ear. Nope, that's a light. Oh, yeah. I mean, no, that's there, just that's just what happens when it gets old. It's been 20 years. It's just a crazy, it's just a strange feeling, you know? Um, but yeah, let's start it off. I'm assuming, Tyler, you wanted to either take the first or third one. We didn't discuss this. We did discuss this. At, nobody discussed this. Uh, yeah, who... I'll take the second one. Okay, that was obvious. First one, what do you want? Yeah, whichever one, Tyler. You, your choice. Uh, I guess I kick off with Fellowship. All right, start us off, Tyler. Yes, the very first movie, Fellowship of the Ring. Uh, introduces of the in, I can't talk. Introduces oh, us to the world of Middle Earth. Into the world of Middle Earth, it shows this fan, fantasy medieval realm. It talks about uh, the ring itself, this mystical, not a device. What do you want to call it? Artifact. Yeah, artifacts. The right term. I'd say. Yeah, artifact that. Essential, Chris. You're gonna. You are. This is. I want to point this out. This is mainly a phase on Chris episode, isn't it? Always. No. No. It's mainly. Yeah. It's like mainly you and Tyler, and then when when we come into fantasy, it's like it's just me and you. Yeah, that's how it goes. So yeah, introduces the Granger, this artifact that uh, grants a person with incredible power, which is invisibility, but also drives them insane. I, I don't know. So, okay, a couple of things. I read the See, books, there it is. See, exactly. Like, okay, I read the books years ago. It's been a very long time since I read the original Lord of the Rings trilogy. I recently reread The, reread the Hobbit not too long ago, and I was meaning to, like, yeah, I'll, I'll read all of them, right? Didn't happen. Uh, I've also read about half of the Silmarillion. Um, and you get points for trying there, so I just want that to be, to be established. Yeah, you do. Mm-hmm. Yes. So, know that what I said is mostly going to be coming from the perspective of, like, a movie person who's seen the movies. Um, with questions that probably are answered in the books, but I'm also going to have implications of like just things that I feel make sense, at, you know, in the experience of watching the movies. So I, I genuinely don't think that it gives most people the power of invisibility. Um, yeah, I mean, what it, do you mean? It, it does that, though, doesn't it? Not, like everybody I, that wore it, it was. Well, all we all we have for that is um, Bilbo and Frodo. Bilbo, the other Frodo, person who wore and... it was Sauron, and obviously Sauron didn't turn invisible. When didn't he um. But isn't like okay? I guess you're right. But the same. So the ring was made uh, to rule over the other rings. Yeah, yeah there was like the other, what? the other, the nine rings of man and the seven of the dwarves and the three of the elves. But the three of the elves were made before the one ring and are thus not under its control. Mm-hmm. No, I did, not but didn't didn't uh, Isildur become invisible? I don't think we have anything that suggests that. In the I movies. remember reading about it somewhere. Maybe, I only maybe, remember maybe two in people. the books. I don't remember yeah, I don't... the books very well. But in, in the movies, we only ever have Bilbo and Frodo wear the ring. And they both turn invisible. But at least to me, the way the movie states it is kind of like the ring gives you more of what's already there. It, it amplifies a lot of like the base instinct and, and, and the power an individual has. Which is why, like, sure, Frodo doesn't really get himself unimaginable power. 
But when Galadriel talks about getting the ring in her hand, she's like, you know, you'll have you won't have a, a dark lord, but a queen, you know, powerful and terrifying as the dawn, something to that effect. All will worship me in despair. And it's like, okay, I don't think being invisible is going to really give you yeah, that. Yeah, he does. It's like, it's so lord becomes invisible. Yeah. Oh. Huh. Yeah. Books, I'm Fair no, enough. in the movie, apparently. In the movie, no. Yeah. When, it's when? real quick, but you can see it. It's in the scene in which he dies. He puts the ring and tries to escape by the river, but the ring slips from his finger. Oh, maybe in the extended cut. Yeah. Oh God, I really don't remember the. Okay, yeah, it does look. He tries to put it on here. Do you well, just have that queued up? Um, no, I'm just. I just googled quickly. So he tries to put it on. It does turn him invisible. Interesting. I guess to me the without that. I mean, I I've watched the extended cut a couple of times. I mostly watched the theatrical. I personally feel like it has better pacing. It but does. with that, there's a mind, reason why does, scenes yeah, were some cut. Of these, there's very few that I feel are an actual necessity. But like with things in mind, it always has felt like um, the ring just amplifies what's already there. If someone like if a Meyer like Gandalf got the ring, he would probably become extremely fucking powerful for a, a time being until it betrays him and returns to Sauron, which mm -hmm. is why he's like, you know, don't tempt me, Frodo. And like, I already said, like, like Galadriel, if, if one of the most powerful elf in the world got the ring, I assume she'd get more than just invisibility. So yeah. to me, the invisibility was always like hobbits are, you know, these kind of small, evasive people. They, they don't really like to be a part of the larger world of things. They tend to mostly live on their own, you know. They thought that hobbits would be the perfect burglar for in The Hobbit. So it's always made sense to me that, like, they would get invisibility. But unfortunately, the Isildur extended scene absolutely throws that thought process out the window. <laughs> God fucking damn it, Isildur, you <laughs> son of a bitch. Um, continue, Tyler, describing <laughs> Fellowship of the Ring. Yeah, the story of that, it shows when... Uh... Sauron loses it, uh, goes to, I'm going to butcher because what's his name? I'm butchering it before I say it. I'm not sure what you're referring to. After Sauron gets his hand cut off, who gets the ring? Isildur. Isildur. Yeah, there you go. Uh, he gets it. He's an attacked. Ring falls into, into the riverbank. Is found uh, thousands? Decades? Thousands. Thousands, thousands years, years later. later. A thousand, I think about either... 2,500 or 1,500? I think 2,000. Yeah. Thousands of years later is found by, at this point, Smeagol, mm -hmm. who goes insane who goes insane with it. And then much later on, because it basically grants him immortality, but he becomes a golem. Or becomes golem. Yeah. <laughs> becomes a golem is an interesting way to put it. Uh, And then is found by Bilbo, which if you want to see the Hobbit scene, go see that, because that scene is pretty great. I like the Hobbit scene in, in this movie. I think it's quite fun. Yeah. Uh, but then uh, again, much. Uh, no, this time, not thousands. Decades later, yeah. it is then discovered. Uh, uh, what well, Gandalf discovers what it is and is given to Frodo to go destroy it in Mount Doom. Yeah. That's the gist of it, right? That's like the premise. Um, I think that it is. There, there, does, there has not yet been another movie like the Lord of the Rings trilogy, in my opinion. Like, what I, the whole advent? Uh, yeah, we do, there hasn't been. Well, I I can guess why there hasn't because no one's gonna do it better. Yeah, no one's gonna. But do for it. the most part, yeah, there's not really a movie. Yeah, we have like these action adventure movies where you go on a mission, but that's more. That's not this. There's no like medieval fantasy type thing where it's like, oh, we have a huge quest to go on. We gotta trek through the mountains and shit like that. But it's like, no, it's there hasn't been like this. The way they set it up here is pretty great. I just love. I love seeing the Shire at the beginning, just like how wholesome everything is. Um, the world yeah. building is amazing. Um, mm. And then just seeing, like, yeah, you got Pippin and Mary just fucking around. Uh, 
Gandalf, Gandalf the, is Gandalf the Grey here, so he's much more jovial. He's friendly. He's still a powerful fucking wizard, but at the same time, he's down to earth. Yeah, he's vibing. Yeah. yeah, I mean, the reason why we don't see it is because this would have been made into a show if it was made today. Yeah, it yeah. totally would be. It would throughout be. all three movies. Like as I watch, I'm like, this would be like, like yeah, okay. The whole series for theatrical is nine hours, or like above a little bit above nine hours. Yeah, which is less than a normal uh, season of TV now. But at the same it's, time, it's you about would ex- one ten episodes uh, season, an episode yeah. being forty minutes. Yeah, true. I'm thinking of more HBO time. Yeah, no, no, I'm thinking like standard, I guess. Yeah, I mean, but either way, that's kind of. What's I mean, even then, it's like it's like a nine-hour, nine-episode season. Then. Yeah. Yeah. Luck, so is, yeah, but even then, you would expand. Uh, you would definitely ex- take this, expand it into like full-on seasons. Yeah, yeah for I sure. Mean, that's that's literally what's happening with Rings of Power. You know what I mean? Mm. Yeah. Um, and I do personally, I'm happy that it. it I I like I like condensed storytelling at times. There are definitely certain times where I feel like some things need to be expanded on. In terms, of, like I think recently we've been watching House of Dragons together. Uh, I stand by the fact that I think that that show needed to be expanded further rather than being condensed as it was. Whereas yeah. with Lord of the Rings, I actually kind of like the fact that they condensed it so heavily. Um, and I know that a lot of like book purists fucking hate me for that sentence, probably, but I don't care because I actually think that everything ends up being very meticulously paced out. Uh, once you get to that third movie and you're really in the final stretch, you are just as exhausted as Sam, Frodo, and mm-hmm. the gang. You know, you end up like when when they say like I don't remember the Shire, I can't remember the taste of food. It's like fuck, I don't remember the Shire. That was nine yeah. hours ago. I don't remember that happy, peaceful world. And the I've, thing I've is, been like, in hell for a movie. It, it doesn't feel like like it's sure it's condensed, but it doesn't feel like it's really sacrificing like any character beats or anything like that. Absolutely not. In fact, I think what they managed to do brilliantly that a lot of shows and movies fail to do is they establish a lot of characters very easily and, and in an incredible depth. So I think a scene that I feel like is underrated and might be one of the most fantastic s- characterizations I think I've ever seen is Boromir's first scene. I was where... just about to say that. He had a whole arc in like three hours. I mean, he had a whole arc in about five seconds. That's that true. Whole, that first sequence where we see him, right? And he's like, he's holding up the sword of Gondor, the Nazareth, uh, Nardsil. Right, I think it's called. He's holding the sword and he's looking at it and he's like, This is the sword of Gondor. He, he he pricks his finger on it and it's like, Oh, it's still sharp. And then he sees Aragorn and he he tosses the sword. It's like it's like it's like an old relic. He tosses it down, it falls on the ground, and he hesitates and he looks back at the sword before leaving. Encapsulates everything about him and his relationship with Gondor. He's yeah. he's like he's in reverence to this old ways of Gondor and in its own way, Numenor. He looks at the sword and he's like, "Oh wow, the sword's still sharp. The blood of the blood of Gondor and Numenor still rings strong." But he feels like he doesn't need it. He's the son of the steward Denethor of Gondor. He doesn't think it matters anymore. He tosses it away, but he still turns around in that last moment and looks at it because he still does hold it in such high regard. And it's like, "Holy shit! You just established everything about this man that we mm-hmm. will ever learn for the next nine hours, and you did it in about thirty seconds." Granted, I, you I don't learn it in nine hours. He does and. Well, I mean, his relationship, his relationship with uh, Denethor, you learn yeah, in the yeah. third movie specifically, which I think is really important because, like, they say he's the son of the steward, but it doesn't. It's not really made clear what that means until you meet his brother and his father. But, yeah, like, everything you learn, even retroactively, is right there in that first sequence. And then also, you obviously have Aragon. Like, he he grabs the sword gently, but he still puts it away because he doesn't want that responsibility of being the king of Gondor. And while he's there, there's a tapestry of Sauron attacking his father right behind him and the shadow of Sauron is literally looming over him 
Mm-hmm. And it's like, holy shit, that is what is one scene in this movie? And yet everything you need about two of your main characters is right there. Yeah. It's fucking fantastic how how well like a movie, I think that these movies could have been garbage so easily because there could have oh, been so for much. Sure. Yeah, it's so, so easy to mess up a high concept, anything high concept. Even beyond that, you need so much content in here that to try and convey that to the audience in a meaningful amount of time requires such a level of preciseness that I, it's kind of insane that it worked. Truly. Mm-hmm. It, it, like any, any one thing could have gone wrong and all of these movies would have fallen apart. Uh, so it's it's a, it's a feat that I think is unmatched, truly, and in terms of like large scale blockbuster productions, I don't think anything has ever done it like this before, and ever since. I mean, you think they would have fucked up if they didn't do these all back to back to back? Absolutely. Yeah. Three hour sure. production time in each movie, you couldn't do it. That would have been I the think, first movie coming yeah. out in two thousand, two thousand three, two thousand six. Yep. No. I think people would have forgotten about it. Yeah, I don't know about forgetting about it, but I feel like the production, because uh, obviously you're just doing, all right, we're done with one, got to keep going. It's like, all right, no, you are in, you already got what you're going for. If you had to wait a second and then like, all right, they said yes a year later, then it's like, okay, we like, you knew what you were doing, but you feel like, all right, this time we got to go bigger. It's like, no, you're doing one thing that you knew what you were doing. Yeah. I also think it, it allowed for a lot of the movie to end up being a bit less reactionary. Not not in all ways, unfortunately, and I'll complain about that in a moment, but it didn't always have to live up to the expectations of people who saw the first yeah, movie. There they wouldn't want changed. Yeah, because there were none. Yeah, because they would, right? You have a feeling about the first movie? Number two is halfway done, you know? Mm-hmm. However, there was one way in which this was affected. And I don't know how true this is, but I've seen this thrown around, and I figured I mean, if we're, do you want to do you want to just wait? Maybe we should just talk about, you know, well, this, is in, this is in the, I guess, yeah, let's talk about fellowship first, and then yeah. we'll go there. Um, So, yeah, Tyler, you talked about the Shire. I love the Shire. After that, we get the sequences with the Nazgul. Well, actually, before all of that, we get that amazing flashback of the Second Age, the Battle mm-hmm. of the Lyos Alliance. One of mm-hmm. my favorite scenes in the whole movie. Galadriel's, um, Kate, Kate Blanchett's voice is ethereal and vaguely yeah. terrifying. It, so, it's actually, it, used, it scared me a lot as a kid. Yeah, no, it fucks with me still. It's <laughs> She just doesn't sound like a person, which is, it's very elven in that way. Even if that's not necessarily like Tolkien's elven, I would argue. But um, at least not like with the Silmarillion, but like, yeah, but it, it, it did so a good job of conveying yeah. not human and Galadriel is like this higher power, right? Essentially, yeah. I think it does a great job of that. And I also think that that flashback manages to establish a ton of information without being overwhelming. You learn about the rings, you learn about the races, you learn about the last war, you learn about the Dark Lord. They don't bother mentioning stuff that'd be superfluous, like Morgoth or the first stage or the Valar. They yeah. have all of that. Like, you don't need none of this shit. We're gonna give you the we're gonna give you the fucking breaks. We're gonna give you the notes here. It's the cliff notes. Yeah. And we're just we're gonna, gonna give you, you main plot points that you need to know before going into this yeah. film. And we're gonna give you a lot of really cool visuals, and we're gonna give you like an awesome mini fight scene, and we're gonna call it a day and we're gonna go to the Shire. Um, and it ends up being such a fantastic, like, like hard stop from the fight sequence and like Isildur's death to then just open. Yeah, you up. turn into the super lighthearted, like it's yeah. Bilbo's birthday. Like, yeah. you have Frodo playing fucking coy with Gandalf. Like, yeah. I'm not late. I'm exactly what I mean to be. Yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah, a it, great line. It's definitely the most wholesome movie because I mean, not the, yeah, the f- wholesome first hour. Yeah. Just because everyone's at the shower, uh, shower, shower. Yeah, yeah, that's how Tyler looks depicted. It. All the guys in the shower, Fellowship <laughs> of the Ring. You know, <laughs> what movie you guys see? <laughs> uh no, uh yeah, no. Uh, oh, he's Gandalf comes back. Gandalf the White. 
Oh, oh God. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Anyway. The two towers. Oh, God. Gandalf comes back for Bilbo's birthday. Yes, he comes uh, back for Bilbo's uh, 111th birthday. Yeah. Yeah. I think. It's 111th. Uh, I don't know why I think I, I I've only seen the movie. Well, no, I've seen parts of this movie more times than the other because it was on TV a lot. Mm-hmm. But like every time I see this movie, I'm like, oh, everyone talk, everyone knows the fucking jump scare of Bilbo. I'm like, oh yeah, the jump scare. And I'm like, oh wait, where is it? And then I completely and then forget it about happens. it until it yeah. comes back again. That man, as a kid, that always fucked with me because I I could never seem yeah. to tell when it was gonna happen. It just kept like. But bleeding. I always knew it was happening. Yeah. I just keep forgetting. There. I just keep forgetting that he comes back with the elves. <laughs> He goes to Rivendell, Tyler. Um, oh yeah. So after you know, after the fantastic birthday, you know, Gandalf goes to Minas Tirith. He does some research and he you know ponders his orb, so to speak. Um, and then we have the Nazgul sequence shortly after, where the the hobbits end up you know leaving. They end up in the city in the town of Bree. They run into Strider, and we have a sequence that I fucking love, which is where the Nazgul very quietly walk up to the beds. Oh and god! And you're just like, oh no! As a kid, I can only imagine every kid watching that's like, okay, they're gonna win, right? And everyone gets stabbed. It's like, what game over? It's as a honestly, these are these movies are some of the only ones that I can remember my actual thoughts of watching as a kid. Like, I remember that sequence shocking me, and absolutely, and then th- being super confused when we saw them in the other building. And I remember not really understanding they were in another building. I just remember being confused and rolling with it. Like, yeah, it's ah, I love that sequence. Oh, Tatsu just posted a good, good. It's uh, that's so funny. That's a great yeah. one. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, Fellowship really does has great. I mean, uh, there's, there's we're no not gonna. Lord, there's no there's bad no, Lord of the Rings. There's no bad Lord no. of the Rings. There's not a not really a point to shit on any of these movies because it's not really a, a good point to. Yeah, there's there's like I have the absolute most minute nitpicks about these movies, and none of them are really the movie's fault. And yeah, I'll get to those when we get to those. I love that they get caught because they're cooking second breakfast. I uh, the most hobbit thing you could possibly I, do. I love how naive everyone is. Well, not yeah. everyone. Frodo actually knows what the hell's going on. No, but yeah, like, Frodo's how... the only one who's aware. Like, yeah, he's, he's, love... he's burdened by his own maturity in the way. Yeah, which I feel I like. like I... I mean, so it should be said, uh, Tolkien was a veteran in World War One, and I think a lot of that shows within Frodo as a character. Um, like he's kind of the most aware. His some of his like teammates here are kind of taking it easy in the beginning because they don't understand it. But Frodo is like very keenly aware of it all. And then in the third movie, Frodo's like, I have had way too much mental trauma. I think I need to go to magic therapy Elfland for the rest of my life. I I can't be here anymore. <laughs> See you guys. <laughs> yeah. So I do feel like um a lot of Tolkien's experiences in World War One do find themselves in this story. Uh and for the better, much always for the better in this case. Uh, yeah. yeah. So on um, there we get the great fight between Aragon and the Nazgul, which uh, is really fun in my opinion. I love that fight. He just fucking tosses the torch. I, I him love them on fire. Just seeing them on fire is screaming. <laughs> I, I it's re- not I supposed to be funny. Fun. I like it's obviously not exactly funny, but just the way they move when they're on fire is like <laughs> it's like a muppet. Uh, it's like Kermit yeah. the Frog when his arms mm-hmm. are whirling around. Yeah. <laughs> I would like that that his audio of Kermit yelling over the Nazgul burning is like he tosses it. Roar! <laughs> um, and then from there we meet Arwen, who has a much more expanded action-oriented part in this movie as opposed to the books. Um, or which, the rest of the, or the series. Well, here's the thing. Her action-oriented part in this movie pissed off a lot of diehard fans. 
And did the it? sequel, yeah, it really did. It really. Did. If you look at early reviews for Lord of the Rings, it's mostly complaints about Arwen being a warrior. It's hey, some things never change. They never change. It's just, it, that that just reminds me of the line in uh, Return of the King that definitely would have got shitting on today, which I'm imagining uh, I, got shitting on before. Um, I am no man. Yep. Yeah, you know, it totally would have gone shit on. Just I'm like, sure people we'll, were really yeah. pissed off about that too. We'll get we'll get to that because I actually think that sequence is fantastic and it's just shakes it's just it's it's Tolkien saying, I don't like Shakespeare, I'm gonna do it better. So yeah. we'll get we'll get there. <laughs> um but no, people some uh, diehard Tolkien book fans really fucking were angry about that. And this is the part that I don't know how true it is, but I I've heard this stated several times, and I think I've seen some BTS footage to support this. There were sequences of Arwen at uh the Battle of Helm's Deep. And then they were cut, including pretty much every action sequence she was intended to have for the rest of the two movies. Um, and I don't like that because I always felt that Arwen's part ends up feeling super small because she gets one cool sequence with the horses. That's and it. And then that's it. And then, and she's then basically the she's stuck. The as, yeah. Yeah. And I've never liked that. I always felt like she needed to have a bigger she's part. She's basically fucking Aragorn's arm candy. More or less. Yes. And it's also me and Tyler have been watching Leftovers. Uh, really weird seeing Liv Tyler in this after watching her rape a man. So it's been a strange uh, spoilers for leftovers phase on. Get <laughs> no, on that. Okay. I'm not gonna remember that. <laughs> he said, yeah, it'll be fine. Um, I didn't remember that scene until it came back up. Yeah, but uh, yeah. So that was like that's always been a that's probably my big complaint of these movies is like is that one thing? It's like it always felt like she should do more. Um, a secondary one, which is more of a meta complaint than a fair one, is I always wish Elrond got to do more because like he's in Rivendell, he's more like leading his people. He's like the king of the. He's basically like a high elf king at this point. It feels like. Is he? Um, he's in two. No, wait. Is he in two towers? Yeah, he's right. In, he's in all three movies briefly. That's yeah. I, I remember Return of the King, but I barely remember. What was he in two towers? He basically implies that he needs to send elves to to the Battle of of Helm's Deep, and then he does, but he does not come as well. Okay, uh, which is it's always been a bit of a shame because like, like I know it's but not I, I think it kind of always kind of makes sense for elves. They've never really really like went out of their way to do things. Yeah. No, it, it, it definitely makes sense. Like, I understand, especially when you look at Rings of Power, it's like, oh, it puts a good contrast between him and Galadriel, where Galadriel at that point in time was unable to give up her hunt for Sauron, despite the fact that Elrond was so close, he doesn't run the risk of fracturing the elven people and putting them away from Valinor in order to finish the battle. Yeah, but, but it would have been time, nice to see more yeah, Elrond. At, that's at it, the same right? time, like... there's something in my mind that's like, man, I want to see him finish what he started. I would fuck it. I, part of me still, still, like, he was so close to winning in the battle of the Last Alliance. Part of me wants him to come back to that. But at the same time, his whole, like a big thing about his character, especially with Rings of Power in context, is like, no, he's kind of beyond that. He's not holding the grudge here. He understands that this is a battle for other people to have, and, and, and he just he knows that the elves' time is over, and he's willing mm -hmm. to accept that here, but help where he can. So I, I understand it, but it's it's Hugo fucking weaving. Yeah. You know, I want to see him do more cool shit. It's 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 he's great. It's V for Vendetta over here. V for um, Vendetta, Mr. Smith, and yeah. uh Red Skull, even though and he Red hates Skull. that one. Yeah. Uh right, it's his easily the weakest of the four roles we mentioned. Um and then from there we end up in Rivendell. We meet Elrond, as mentioned, and we get the finally, fellowship comes together. The fellowship coming together as Tyler likes it in the shower. Um <laughs> Gave me too much material, Tyler. Uh, not really. I fucked Dude, up once. That was such a low hanging joke, and I still found it funny. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Thank you very much. Um, so within the fellowship, we have a, a great crew of characters. We got our four hobbits, right? We have the uh, the completely amazing hero of the story, Sam. 
We have Frodo, the trauma. Yeah, magnet. let's discuss this. Sam is 100% the hero. Oh, yeah. Even Tolkien said so in his letters. Sam yeah. is the hero of the story. Throughout the entire yeah. series. Like, like, yeah, when I watched this the first time, what was it, two years ago at this point? I think about it. It was COVID time. Yeah. Uh, after I saw those movies, I'm like, so 90% of the series is Frodo getting his ass beat and Sam saving him. Yes. Basically, Especially yeah. the third movie. That is Return of the King, right? Yeah, uh, we also get Mary and Pippin, who I really do love. They start love off Mary as like the most like dumb, brainless baboon people, but they end up as actual soldiers on two sides of the war, fighting for Gondor and Rohan, respectively. I I love their sequences so much. See, the um, first time I watched this, I was more a fan of uh, uh Pippin. No, not Pippin. Mary. I Mary don't just... know the difference between the two. Still, Mary is the uh, one who was. Uh... Mary's the one that goes to Gondor. Okay, Mary goes to Gondor, Pippin goes to Rohan, right? Pippin yeah. is the one who sings. Yeah, Pippin does a song. Pippin does the song. No, huh. Tyler, isn't it the other way? See, this is the problem. I can't actually tell the difference between I the could two have sworn hobbies. Pippin is the one who's uh, singing. I've seen these movies almost 100, probably close to 50 times at this point in my life, and I don't remember the Maybe the you're right. I don't remember. Right? It's hard to. Mary is, uh... yeah, no, I'm right. Mary is the, oh. Pippin sings. Pippin okay, sings. yeah, yeah, you're okay. right. Pippin for pipes. Got it. Yeah, P- Pippin sings. I like Mary. For the first time I said I like Mary more, just because the actor Dominic uh, Monaghan wasn't Lost, and I seen, I've seen Lost. So Tyler, like thing he know. Yeah, basically. <laughs> but like watching it this time, it's like I feel like not that he, Pippin has more to do, but like I like his arc more. I think he also gives a bit of a stronger performance because he has a bit more to work with. His whole thing with Faramir gives him a lot of great sequences. His his lines in Return of the King talking to Gandalf about like how we're gonna die here, and Gandalf being like, "When you die, there's a heaven," and Pippin being like, "I guess it's not so bad," while crying is so good. Yeah, yeah. it's such a great performance there. Speaking um, of performances, I can't believe. I, again, I always go back to like the Oscars and shit like that. Mm-hmm. We know Return of the King won everything. Yes. Problem is, no actor won. Which is the only actor, unfair. the only actor who actually got nominated throughout the entire series was uh, McKellen for Fellowship. It's so unfair because which yeah. easily there are there are at least four actors I could think of who deserve five actors who deserve nominations. Let me see. Uh, McKellen, yes. McKellen, uh, Vigo, yes. Sean Astin. Yes. Are you going to throw in Elijah? I throw in Elijah. Yeah, I throw in Elijah. And I also personally throw in Sean Bean. I think Sean Bean's performance in, in Fellowship of the Ring is absolutely fantastic. He plays a character with so much complexity, and he does it without ever missing a beat. And I think that's what ends up making him such a great performer in Game of Thrones when he plays Ned Stark. He can play a man torn apart by so many different things and sell you on every single decision he makes. He's so fucking good. Sean Bean is actually amazing and underrated, mm-hmm. in my opinion. Because outside of Game of Thrones and Lord of the Rings, he doesn't really get talked about anymore. Like, yes, there's Goldeneye, but no one well, talks I mean, about Goldeneye. The, we talk about Sean Bean because he dies in every single movie, so. Yes, exactly. But he, no one ever talks about his performance outside of Game of Thrones, really, honestly, because no one talks about his performance here either. But it's so fucking great. Um, and obviously, Vigo, amazing performance throughout the entire movie. Ian McKellen, such a great fucking job. I mean, and in my personal opinion, the best performance in it all, I it's think, Sean is Sean Austin. Yes, yeah, especially the in the third one, especially in Return of the King, when they're when they're talking about when they're climbing Mount Doom, and he's like, "I don't think there's going to be a return trip, Mister Frodo." His yeah. the, everything about how exhausted they look it doesn't feel like a person can pretend to be that tired, you know. 
They really do. So I feel like they just left them on a mountain for three that's months. That's why they like you know like three what two straight years of filming. Probably they were they were tired <laughs> they at were the actually, end. He didn't let them sleep. No, he was like, he woke him up. It's like, all right, time to eat this. This is all you get. They, they filmed on location on a mountain. <laughs> it actually exploded. They they had to really get that. Uh, uh but yeah, and- no, all all those guys definitely deserved very least nomination. I'm looking at who Ian McKellen lost to that year. I got nothing. I don't know who this person is. What's the movie? Yeah, you're not gonna know it either. I don't you either. Don't know that Tyler? Iris. Iris. Oh my god, I've never heard of that movie. Yeah. <laughs> Do you know Jim uh, Broadbent? Jim Broadbent, no. Yeah, I don't know either. Uh, he was in Hot Fuzz, apparently, but like, I don't. Oh wait, I remember his face, but I don't like remember either him. way. Clearly, clearly a snuff is what you're telling me. Um, probably. I mean, also, yeah, probably. Beyond beyond our core members, we talked, but we also have two characters who don't get as much to do, unfortunately, in some cases. But they still have they still have their moments to shine. We have Legolas, whose character is badass. Um, and that is, character. Character. that is his that's character. Literally, yeah. And then we have I Gimli, cannot believe we're skipping. I'm, at this point, we're just skipping around for the whole thing. But I, I can't believe the scene of him skateboarding down the stairs wasn't the extended cut that was actually in the movie. It's in the movie, and also that is one thing I want to talk about. If these movies came out today, people would tear them apart for a lot of reasons oh, for that are sure. completely unfair. That, the skateboarding that and the, the line with the king. The, Dude, the elephant, elephant sequence, sequence was so badass, though. I love that scene. Like that's the thing. Uh, there's also a couple lines in here that can feel like. Like what people say MCU humor is, even though it doesn't always, even though I, I argue it's a different type of problem the MCU humor has. Like there's like the line where they're like, uh, like Mary and Pippin say, oh, you're not leaving without us. And then Pippin's like, oh, so where we're going. It's like that, that would be that line. That joke would be torn apart or in Return of the King when the. But like, I feel like that, that's like a rock. really good time to have that. joke, yeah. Right. Because I, they I don't all think that line. I think it's I a fine time to have line. the joke. I think that line would still get torn apart. I don't think that line would get weird because Pippin it is uh uh he, he doesn't know what the fuck's going on he's not listening so yeah, i don't think i don't I, I think that line would absolutely get ripped apart today i stand by that i also stand by the scene in return of the king where the catapult nearly hits the orc and he dodges out of the way and then we hard cut to the troll making like the pics like the the dreamworks face like, mm-hmm. yeah <laughs> no yeah okay that that one would yeah. have to get ripped that would, yeah, get, that ripped. would get ripped for that sure. would get ripped to fucking shreds yeah. There were a couple I remember off the top of my head. Like, those are the two that I only remember off the top of my head. I'm like, there's there's a couple things in here that would be, you know, wouldn't be it looked too kindly upon if they came out today. Um, which is why, you know, I'm glad that these movies can exist in retrospect. Um, but we also, yeah, we also get Gimli, who is a dwarf, and much like Legolas is much more of a secondary character. Yeah. Um, or maybe even tertiary, just due to the size. I'd of the say past. tertiary. Yeah. He doesn't really have a character per se as much because they like they don't have their racist. own like storylines, you know. Learning not to be racist. Yeah, yeah. I mean <laughs> the main the big thing they get is the relationship that Legolas and him build together between yeah. like yeah I hate elves to let's just have the killing competition and every yeah. time there's a battle and then to like yeah I'll die but granted what the little he had to work with he was great in he's a great performer i mean he i think like he's, uh when this we is, this is this is a classic actor this is boss nass from the phantom menace this is that green frog guy mm. one who makes the noise with his mouth not ringing any clue no boss nass no no chifu blink <laughs> from 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 the gungan underwater city is that the him? man who, uh, ban- oh, who banished yeah. Jar Jar Binks? D- damn, yeah. that you guy, see, yeah. Phantom Menace is like blocked out in my head. <laughs> but when we get the scene with him going, uh, when they go into the Mons of Moria. Oh, yeah. 
great scene. I love breaking. I also just love how much that sequence is. Is it, it makes the Hobbit hurt when you realize the names like Balin being yeah. the dwarf who dies there, or um, that young dwarf whose name I always forget being the one who was writing the book. Uh, it's just like oh fuck yeah like at least yeah, yeah. major dwarves die it, here it's like when you hobbit. go back from the hobbit and watch it it's like oh shit i knew all these characters yeah it's like fuck i liked balin he was one of my favorite orfs <laughs> i mean sorry dwarves orfs what the fuck dwarfs, is that uh, it's a half orc dwarf um also known as orfs it's what his children are because they're orphans <laughs> okay oh god oh <laughs> uh. Well, yeah, so now now we've left. Oh, we we forgot. Uh, we have a wizard fight, which I think would be tearing apart today. Visually. Why? Because he's spinning for like an hour. Yeah, no, because it's would. like two old men pointing at each other, and then the editing doing all the work. Um, and I think that's uh, yeah. impressive. I think it's impressive the editing manages to pull the heavy lifting there. And I think it, the scene's perfectly fine. But I do feel like that's one of those things that, like, if it came out today, people would whine. It definitely would get ripped apart just because, like, yeah, it's a cool fight scene. But like the scenes where he's like spinning around in place, or like half the shots are just. Gandalf flying from one second to the other. It's like, all right, people are definitely going to rip this apart if it came out today. Yeah. But I think that sequence is fun. Um, I like how Sauron's like, you smoke too much pot, Gandalf. I think it's yeah. fucking with you. <laughs> uh, I, think Dude, I can't be evil. You just smoke a lot of weed. <laughs> <laughs> You're a stoner. <laughs> um, so yeah, I think that sequence is a lot of fun. And then we go, you know, Minds of Moria. I love that sequence. Probably yeah. my favorite, no, my second favorite sequence of the whole movie is like everything that goes on there. They fight the cave troll. They have the fight with the orcs. The Balrog uh, shows lurking up. lurking around. Yeah. Oh, God. The great, the, the dark shadow shows up and it's fucking absolutely just, I remember as a kid, that was the most insane and thing. Frodo gets seen. stabbed, but he only like, and you're like, oh, shit, he got stabbed again. He's going to die this time. Mm-hmm. But he's wearing the mithril vest. Yeah. The amount of times that Frodo gets his ass beat throughout all of these movies is just that's, like really. That's, that's how you know trauma. That's how you really know he's traumatized. He gets fucked up. Um, and then we get the great final conflict of the Balrog versus versus um, Gandalf. Love that sequence. You shall not yeah, pass word. is iconic for mm-hmm. a fucking reason. Ian McKellen absolutely killing it. You get the fly, you fools, and then you get everybody sobbing and absolutely crying their hearts out. Um, but not because they just fun. started their journey, by the way. Yeah, they're only like yeah. a, maybe like a like not even a, maybe a month in, I'd say at this point, because it's a total yeah. of a thirteen month journey. I'd say they're a month or two in at this point, and now he's dead. But I I love that sequence where they're grieving because it does a lot of great character work because everyone reacts to it in like a way that's very fitting. The hobbits are mostly sobbing except for Frodo, who is just continuing to trek forward. Boromir wants to give everybody some time to like sob because he's a very emotionally driven person. Whereas Aragorn is like, no, we have to actually keep going on the mission. We don't have time, unfortunately. We have to do yeah. what we have to do. It's like everyone actually gets to react to it in a way that that very much defines their character further. Um, and I love shit like that. Like that's just really well written character writing building. You know, it's just the building blocks of them constantly being shown, even in these small situations. Uh, and then we have Rivendell. I'm sorry, sorry uh, Lothlorien, I'm sorry, uh, where we meet the scariest elf lady I ever saw as a kid. Until that's true. Yeah, that definitely, like... That fucked, fucked with me. you? I mean, it, it, it probably caused a lot of things with me, but it definitely fucked with me was one of them. Um, I'm worried. I'm so worried for the others. <laughs> I, listen, and at the real, at the real tall elf lady, maybe she a little evil sometime, but... Chris, Chris is into it. Listen, I've been loving Rings of Power. I've been loving Rings of Power. I think I'd love anything Galadriel does. <laughs> Is that right? 
she murdered a couple people, so be it. The Noldor, you know, maybe they had some points. I don't disagree. <laughs> okay. Um, yeah, so that's, yeah. I mean, Lothorian is more, again, more character building beats. Great stuff for Boromir, Aragorn, and Frodo, which really are, I'd argue, the, the core three characters with arcs. Because, like, Sam, is, he doesn't really have an arc. He is good man. Mm-hmm. You know, that's like his whole thing. It's it's Frodo, Boromir, and, and Aragorn who over the course of both this movie and all three of them have have real meat to their to their stuff going on. Uh, I feel like from there, though, it's safe to just go right to the final act. Well, I mean, we're going to... Oh, okay. Right? I thought you were going to say it's safe no, to no, go no, to I'm the not, next movie. Okay, no, no, fuck no, no, fuck no, the no, ending no. for this, but... Yeah, fuck Boromir. <laughs> all that stuff I said, I hate him. <laughs> no, we get the fight with the Urukai, and we get... Um, Boromir attempting to take the ring, Aragorn willing to let uh, Frodo go with the ring, Frodo saving Sam from the river, and most emotionally, one of my favorite sequences ever, uh, Boromir sacrifice. So good. There's so many arrows. It's three. I think it's like four. The Urukai walks right. They just up keep to going. Him down. It's. I love. I just love how regretful he is. You mm-hmm. know when he's talking to Aragorn, he's like, "I I tried to take the ring. I'm so sorry." He's like, I would have, I would have followed you. I would, have, I would have followed you, my king. It's like, God fucking damn it! It's so good. It's so fucking well done. I remember when I saw that, I was shocked. I couldn't believe they were gonna kill him off like that when I was a kid. It was so fucking excellent. Um, and you get Aragorn having, Aragorn having the great line, "I would have fought, followed you into the fires of Mordor," uh, delivered to perfection. Yep. Beyond that, though, anything else for Lord of the Rings one? No, I think that's about it. We that's end with it. Frodo deciding him and Sam are just, are going to be the only ones to take it. Mm-hmm. But that's yeah. really it. Yeah, our core. Oh, uh, Pippin and Mary get captured. They get captured. By oh them. yeah, yeah. I forgot about that. Um, but yeah, so yeah, that's more or less the first one. I'm surprised we actually had so much to say, but we did jump around, so we'll see where we end up. Uh, movie two. Uh, movie two, the two towers. Let me get. <clears throat> The sequel to the Golden Globe nominated and AFA award winning The Lords of the Ring, The Fellowship of the Ring. The Two Towers follows the continuing quest of Frodo and the Fellowship to destroy the One Ring. Frodo and Sam discover they have been followed by the mysterious Gollum. Aragorn, Aragorn the elf archer Legolas, and Gimli the dwarf encounter the besieged Rohan kingdom, whose once great king Theoden has, Theoden has fallen under Sauron's deadly spell. Um, That's movie two. Good job. Yeah, thank you. Thank you. I always was really confused with this movie as a kid because I, for some reason, would conflate the twin towers with two towers. I think a lot of people did. Everybody used to do that as a kid. (laughs) Yep. (laughs) I was just really fucking confused for a a good amount of time about this one. I think everyone um, did that, so. Where does this movie open? I always forget the open. Um, Oh, it's the, not a flashback, but. Yes, it's the Gandalf versus Balrog flashback. Yeah. fight, Which is fucking, I love that. It always gets me to laugh when, like, Fucking Gandalf goes down like a jet plane. He like pulls the sword. Like, <laughs> he falls for so long. It's like He's just thousands of falling. miles deep. Yeah. He yeah. falls for so long. And then I was always confused because like not only does he fall, they fight each other out of the mountain back onto the mountaintops. And as a kid, I was like, is there a mountain within the mountain? How, <laughs> how did they end up on the mountaintop? <laughs> I don't understand what's going on. It's, it's they fell through the center of the earth and came out another side and it was the mountain again. It was, it was more mountain. <laughs> um, and then yeah, Gandalf properly dies, but he also kills a Balrog of Morgoth, and we also get a mm-hmm. name drop for Morgoth, which I thought was really cool. Like going yeah. back to it and knowing the name, it's like oh fuck, they said it. They said the they thing. said it. They said the thing. Yeah. Um, the first big Smeagol. bad. The first big bad. Yeah. Um, we meet Smeagol, who is a 
very complicated character, I feel. Oh, we forgot to mention. Oh, I know he's not in the first one. He's not really in it. No, he just shows. But no, Andy Serkis always should get nominated for anything. But yeah, no one looks at uh, voice, not voice acting, uh, motion capture. No one does. But he he kills it. It's crazy how many different performances he can do. Like, yeah, just in this movie Sp- alone, it's he's two different people. <laughs> he's two distinctly different characters. I think he might actually be giving the second best performance here. Because he's, yeah. he's, he's putting in so much fucking work. Um, it, it's so easy to fuck up this ca- a character like this, too. You can just go, like, too high with the voice or just make it too annoying. And it's like, no. He hits it perfectly. Um, and Smeagol's also the funniest little piece of shit ever. Like mm-hmm. I love the sequence where they put a rope around his neck and he's acting like it's actually burning him. Like he's like <laughs> throwing a tear, like no, <laughs> screaming at the top of his lungs. He's like falling to the ground. What a what a fucking drama queen! I I fucking love him. Like it's hard to hate Smeagol, especially in Return of the King, where he's kind of a good person. Uh, for, like, for like is he it. though? Because he up, up he like sequence. gets them into a horrible situation, and but then... not intention. <laughs> Well, no, no. He, he saved, uh, he Golem Pro. sent him down there. Yeah. Let, yeah, let's do it like that. Golem sent him down there. Smeagol well, didn't do it. Are you talking about? Are you talking about? Are you talking about Shellbog in the third movie? Yeah, that's she- that's, that's Sheba. Sheba. Sorry, Sheba. 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 It's a good sounding out. Listen, it's a hard one to say. There's a lot of things. I'm gonna say. big spider. Big spider. Yeah, he sends. He, the, technically, that is Smeagol who sends it a big spider. But that's movie three. That's movie three. In movie two. He saves Frodo from the the bogs of the dead or whatever they're called, right? Like he tries to like he stops them from trying to rush the Black Gate, which would have gotten their asses fucking killed. You know, like Smeagol is a genuinely good person because he's trying his best in this movie. He's just ultimately not strong enough and a victim of circumstance as much as he is his own impulses here. Um, and I think it's all done very very well to make him. A kind of, especially for a lot of the movie, lovable in a way. Like he's this lovable little monster scamp who eats raw fish and doesn't like to cook his rabbit and hates stew. Like I can, I can get with that. I can, like, I can, I can, I can enjoy. I understand. I I understand. I too hate hate cooking food. (laughs) Um, and Chris too just goes to the river and has some fish. I just, I just start grabbing, seeing what I can find. You know. Yeah, right from the side. I just, just you know, sometimes my hand just comes out covered in muck, and I can't tell if it's fish or not. I had to bite in, um, and that's why you have no hands. That's why I have no hand. Yeah, you guys actually didn't know this as an audience. I don't have hands. Um, I lost them in an accident where I accidentally thought they were fish and ate. Anyhow, Is that the, been working? Yeah, the no, it's it's not. Um, the sec, the B plot of this though is all focused about the kingdom of Rohan. Um, which is a horse-themed kingdom. Um, yeah, it's a cavalry-focused planes-based kingdom where they use horses very much because it's all planes, right? Just a, it's just a weird sense. It's a horse-themed place, you know. It's a, they yeah. love horses. This you know, horse a, horse girls. This is where they came this from. This is this is the horse girl paradise. Eowyn, just a horse girl. Um, and also best girl. Just throwing that one out there. You know, I feel like she is better a, a better. I, I like her more than Eowyn. I'm sorry. It's you like her more than herself? I'm sorry. I like Eowyn more than Arwen. It's not fair they ended both names with Win. You know that's going to fuck with me. That was done to fuck with me. Tolkien yes. did this. <laughs> he, right in this, Tolkien's like, ah, fuck you, Chris. Fuck you, Chris. It's in the liner notes. Um, He has it in his letters. <laughs> Everyone's been trying to figure it out. Like, did he mean his son, Christopher? No, it meant me. <laughs> uh, 
this sequence has this 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 plot line has probably one of the best effects I think I've ever seen, which is the de aging of Theoden when Sour uh, um, Gandalf like is able to get Worm Tongue away from him. What an amazing fucking effect to de age that man can, in two thousand and two. Can I just focus on uh, what's his name Worm Tongue? Worm Tongue. Yes. Yeah, Worm Tongue. I, I nobody like he was sent there by Saruman. Right? Or was he always there? Uh, he was unclear. I'm pretty sure he was sent there. I feel like he, he was always there. Because if he was always there, like really, yeah, everyone was like, "Yeah, let's meet, meet this trustworthy man." Yeah, he's What's a, your he's name? a henchman of Sar- uh, Saruman. He, he okay, is, good. But, um, Carl Urban's character has a line where he's like, "I've seen you lusting after her for far too long," and like, yes, that can mean like a couple of weeks or whatever, but it feels like that means years. It it, it maybe that is should just a be a red flag where... there. Well, a, man ev- a man named Wormtongue just watching women, like yeah. It's like everyone's like, it's like Who, who's this guy over here? Wormtongue. That's not your first fucking red flag. He also, just looks like a villain. Like he's yeah, like a everything sickly, about him. He's like if Snape looked like inbred, you know. He's got Literally, a bit of a hunch. Nothing about this man said. It. Nothing about this man said. Let's be alone with him. Yeah, nothing about it not. said. Like yeah, I trust this guy to be the second in command. Yeah, that's I did. Absolutely not. No, I, I think he was there for a while and then just became like started working with Saruman. It just yeah, I think I feel like that's probably the what that he was corrupted. Yeah, yeah. if he was Very corrupted, that's definitely yeah, that that's a a like, better way to look yeah, at it. Like, oh no, he was like here. this guy who lives here. He's just this ward, and they're like it. Like yes, sure, he's creeping after women, but you know, worm tongues will be worm tongues. You know, you, you, what are you gonna do about it? Yeah, but that's our worm tongue. <laughs> <laughs> worm tongue was found making animal sacrifices in the barn. Oh, worm tongue! <laughs> Fucking eighty sick comment. <laughs> um, our C plot, on the other hand, follows Mary and Pippet escaping from the orcs and being rescued by the Ents. Who have Good a lot of really tree great beard. lines. I fucking love Treebeard. Treebeard gets love tree so beard. many great lines. What is it? He gets um. It takes a long time to say anything in Entish. No, fuck. What's the actual line? He has the line about saying things in Entish. It's you know, it's very good. Uh, <laughs> nice. He saying. has he has a line. Um, I'm on nobody's side because nobody is on my side. Great mm-hmm. line. That's a good one. Um, we got the line. I I some of these many of these trees were my friends. I knew them from acorn and nut. Tyler really loves that one. Um, Why are you throwing <laughs> these on my way? Because <laughs> you set yourself up for it, Tyler. I made one mistake. Hey, one mistake said... is all it takes. Lord of the Shower. <laughs> it's all that matters. All it takes, Tyler. Am I bringing it back home for Chris? <laughs> You're not gay. You can't. You can't call me homophobic, <laughs> and it matter. <laughs> I, I don't know. The call, the shot's still there. It it doesn't matter, Tyler. You have no right to. <laughs> It's not your word, damn it. <laughs> um, homophobic. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, Tyler, it belongs to, just... to Chris. <laughs> there it Only is. I won. <laughs> I think I killed him. I killed him. We definitely we won. Face on. <laughs> we won. <laughs> All right. If you like this episode. <laughs> Where'd he go? He's legitimately dying right now. Please continue. All right. Uh, yeah. Uh, Mary and Pippin, they're the partnering with uh, Tree Bearden. 
it's so nice. It's really nice. It's like yeah. this Two Towers has the most action because of Helm's Deep. But like this is one of the smaller moments where it's like really it's nice. Obviously, they're talking about fucking should they go to war with everybody? But like the conversation Treebeard is just having is just like a nice um not wizardry, but like I, I don't know what the quality is with his voice wise that just sounds man. nice. Uh, yeah, it's like wise. wise old man. That's what yeah. it is. That's really great. Uh, but when we do get to the fights, oh boy, do we, we get, get to, to the see fights. them storm Isengard. Yeah. Well, we get we get we get three fights at once, and even before that, we get a battle between a, a bunch of orc wargs and uh, yeah, yeah, the Urukai and um, and yeah. uh, we also where get... uh, Aragorn's like he basically dies, but then comes back to life. He falls off a cliff. And yeah. he gets saved by his horse, which I think ends up being a lot of fun with Rings of Power stuff in mind. Uh, we also Would that get... fake out death be shit on today? Uh, yeah, I feel yeah. like fake out deaths are shit on way more than they deserve to be. I don't think fake out deaths are a problem. But yes, I do think it would be shit on today. Actually, I don't I don't think it, like, it probably would be, but not as much as we're thinking. Just because the way it was filmed, it doesn't. Most people know that if you don't see a body, he's probably not dead. I feel like and that's this just is... the law for any movie. Right, but I mean, like in this, like in some, in this scenario, like yeah, he falls off a cliff. You look down to see it, but like they make it a point to see that you don't see him. So like, may, like yeah, it would still be annoying for some people, but the same, it wouldn't be as bad. I don't think fake out deaths matter personally, but that's just me. Uh, we get a line that we did just uh, we did skip over with Aiden, like when he wakes up, he realizes his son is dead, and I just love that sequence. Just a personal thing. He's like, I'm, I thought I, you were gonna say, and I love that his son's dead. I I hated that bastard. Uh, no, but I love the. He has like a line of like something like, "Oh, it is to me to 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 live to see the end of my house," you know. And he has like these great lines about the kings who came before and how he'll never be worthy of them. A lot of great stuff for Theoden here that gets to be built up into the third movie. Um, but then we have the final act, which is the a siege of Isengard, the Battle of Helm's Deep, and a I guess like the first battle of Olsig oligarchs Osgiliath. Osgiliath, thank you. Fucking Christ, that one's hard. I think that is Osgiliath, right? Pretty yeah, it sure is Osgiliath. Yeah, so we get three battles pretty much at once there. Uh, Helm's Deep is the best fight. It's everything the Battle of Winterfell wanted to be. It's everything the Battle of Winterfell wanted to be. <laughs> it is, I think, I think it remains still the best fantasy battle full stop. Only one I, that's comparable is Battle of the Bastards. Is Bastards, yeah. That's the only even one. Even then, it's like, and even then, it's, it's not. not it's, really a comparison. It's still Helm's Deep, without a doubt for me. Again, uh, the skateboarding fucking Legolas will get shit on today. Yes, yes, it would. It hundred percent would. But back in the day, that was so fucking cool. You saw fucking Legolas skateboarding, like doing fucking three sixty kickflips, and it kind it does people. take me out. It does take me out a little bit because again, we saw the extended versions first, and then I saw this version now. It's like okay, him skateboarding down. That's definitely like they were having fun with it. They just kept it in, and then he comes in again. It's like oh no, they said yes to the scene. Okay, they, 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 that was critical to the plot, Tyler. Uh, we also get the last alliance, another like honoring the last alliance of men and elves, something which was not in the book. And I actually really love and I'm really happy they made that change in the movie to make the elves matter a little bit more in the story. Mm -hmm. um, I really love that whole sequence. I battle of Helm's Deep so good. Uh, there's so many great lines. You know, what can men do against such reckless hate right out with me? Um, Is meat back on the menu this one or the last back, one? That's this one. That's another great line. It's not yeah, in the battle, but it's, uh, it's earlier in the movie. That's in the beginning. It's right before, yeah. Yeah. Well, it's it's much earlier. 
um, we get uh, the line where like Le uh, Legolas, <laughs> he's like fighting with Aragon and Elvish. He's like Elvish, 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 and like all the all the humans are like, what's what's going on here? And then Aragon's like, then I'll die as one of them. <laughs> and everyone's like, oh shit, we're gonna die. It's like that must have been great for morale. It's like, what about like, you know what? I think we can do this. I think we got this. And then your general goes and says, then I'll die with them. Oh, it's like oh shit. Oh well, fuck. What? <laughs> I love I love the scene where they give swords to children. Mm -hmm. <laughs> it's like they have these like absolute actual infants. It's like six. But years it's just old. like a, it's really like throwing how dire the situation is. Oh yeah. I mean, I'm going I'm going with the opposite way of the lines. I love uh, Gimli's um fucking uh. <laughs> They're about to jump over the bridge, not jump toward the enemy over the like the gap, and he's just like, Th "Throw me! What? Th throw me! Don't fucking tell the elf, but throw me!" <laughs> um. Yeah, that's a great one. I do love the idea, though, that Helm's Deep will arm their children before they give a woman a sword. <laughs> they will they will not. They don't trust the women to hold a single weapon. However, they will give this children, this, they, this six year old. You're old enough for the hatchet. You are a man now. <laughs> you <laughs> notice how there are no children in the rest of the film. <laughs> None of them survived the night. <laughs> Rohan has no more kids. <laughs> Um, so yeah, Battle of Helm Deep, fucking epic. That one orc who just does like a marathon run to go and mm -hmm. blow it up while everyone what the suicide bomber, yeah, yeah, while yeah. all of his boys are cheering for him, speaking in or in black speak while he does it. Love that sequence. Um, I love the fucking like riding out down like the corridor to like pretty much take out the rest of the, as many of the orcs as they can, all while the Rohira make their final charge in one of the coolest scenes fucking ever. Fucking Carl Urban showing up like a absolute badass behind Gandalf and then charging down the hill. How old was Ian when he did the scene? About a million years old, I think. <laughs> because I just, I can only imagine, I, one, I, there's no way they let this man on a horse with how old he was. I, like, I think he's 80 now, so he had to be 60 back then. so 61? So, okay. Yeah, there was a small chance that he's like, fuck it, I'm doing this myself. But like, I there's a guarantee that everyone's like, all right, if you fall off, you're legitimately dying. If anybody falls off, any age. If anyone got injured on the production of these movies, they would have had to push something back. And I'm saying that with the fact in mind that Aragorn did break his toe. Yes, yes, we know the fucking the thing where he broke his toe and kept going. Yeah. Did you know he broke his toe? Like, he actually I, kicked the helmet? Every single time I watch these movies with Tati, I say it. Just, just. Did she punch it. you? Uh, she can't because we're over Discord. But if she, she, she could, she would. Um. Also, I do want to say I love that that final we're here. I'm charging to the back of Helm's Deep. Mm -hmm. I like the sun lines up. Yeah, the sun's coming works. up. So fucking so crazy. good. I love it. I love it. Um, that I think is a lot of the most. Oh, there's also you know obviously the battle of, of um. Oh. Osgiliath. Osgiliath. I can never get that one. With Faramir uh, allowing our our hobbits to leave with the ring, doing what his brother couldn't, uh, Gol um, Smeagol decides to break bad, um, and then we also get I, I love the the siege of Isengard where the Ents just go at it because mm -hmm. I will yeah. always love that one Ent who is on fire. On fire, they, that's they, it's I so funny. It. He's I can't my favorite. He sprints in not just because like I'm on fire. I'm not here to help. I'm just literally about to die. It's like I need this so badly. <laughs> How did he get set on fire to begin with? They were shooting flaming arrows. You yeah, see him catch fire earlier in the movie. Oh, you do? Okay. I you miss him you also see him like, hacking at them. 
No, no, yeah, I get the hacking stuff, and then he's like, wait, how is he on fire? Flaming arrows. Okay, that makes sense. I missed him getting sun on fire. He's been on fire for years. He's just been waiting. He's just a, he's, what is he, the flaming bushes cousin? Nah. Not a bad joke, Tyler. Um, I think that sums up movie two, though. Is there yeah, anything else I don't... of note? Uh, oh, well, the one sequence, it... one sequence from this that is missing, that or from the extended cut that I would have liked to be kept, was Sauron's death. That is, however, I think movie three. But I feel like it's worth mentioning right now. Where does this one lead, uh, end off with? It's hard, it's really hard to remember where shit this these movies end this up is with because like very large film that is what yeah because the trilogy is the correct way to watch this movie is either you do it all in one day or after you finish one you do the one the next one the next day you That's can't really separate these movies I I am dying to do the ultimate weekend marathon whenever Rings of Power ends all five you're gonna seasons, add this all five seasons all three Hobbits extended and all three of these maybe extended maybe not you know I haven't really decided but. That's a hell of a weekend. Nothing Rings can... takes place after, or when does it take place? Two thousand years before. It takes before place before Hobbit. The age. Yes. Two thousand years before Hobbit. So you remember the flashback in the Lord of the Rings, the first one? No, no, I know that. I'm saying like two thousand years before Hobbit, two thousand years yes. before. Okay, okay. It's sixty year difference, Tyler. You want me to say two thousand and sixty? That's still a big difference, Tyler. No, it's not. Literally, the final season of the show should probably be that flashback sequence we had in the first in the first movie. Okay. Yeah. That should be how it more or less times out. Um, so yeah, once the five seasons end, that's gonna be the big weekend binge. Nothing but hobbit food and and dwarvish ales to get your power to power through it. I can't fucking wait to do that. Oh, that's God. gonna be the binge to end all binge, one binge to rule them all. And in the darkness, bind them, Tyler. God, you're looking at me with such disgust. <laughs> Return of the king. Return of the king. Anyways. And then our king here. Let's go. All right. There's a lot that happens in this movie. So uh, I'm just going to read the one line from IMDb here. Gandalf and Aragorn lead the world of men against Sauron's army to draw his gaze from Frodo and Sam as they approach Mount Doom with the One Ring. Good way to sum it up. I mean, actually, that's rather impressive. That's a, a surprisingly impressive summary of the movie. I mean, we open with uh, a flashback. A flashback yeah. to how Smeagol got the ring. Yeah. Horrifying. Murders his cousin. Disturbing. Abs- like, when he's like half Smeagol, half Golem looking, absolutely disturbing. It's so sad to see him like that. It's like, oh, oh, it's like, oh, no, yeah, my sister said this that. Um... It was the first time watching these movies uh, a week ago. Uh, she didn't know that a uh, golem was a person. So when she saw that flashback, it's like, oh, this makes it much more fucked up. Yeah. She just thought it was just weird creature. It's like, no, the, the, he was no, it's, somebody. It's a person that got corrupted. Yeah. Yeah, so seeing that scene is like fucked up. It makes you feel way worse for him. Yeah, I, I think, however, it suffers from something that's not in the movie, but that Tolkien had a habit of doing. Which was like geographic race, like villainy, basically, where it's like the men of the West are the good ones and the men of the East are the bad ones, right? But in Smeagol's case, it's like, oh, in the movie, it's like, oh, is he's a hobbit of some kind. Mm-hmm. Um, but in the books, it's like, yes, but he's a particularly evil type of hobbit. There are good yeah, hobbits, and then there are bad <laughs> hobbits who live by the river. Uh, I think the the whole the whole kind of thing was though the reason why Frodo was given the ring was because. Like hobbits don't really wish for much, right? So they can't yeah. be corrupted by it. But yeah, they don't have the wishes for it. Like they don't want glory or power or anything like that. 
Um, so which is why they they probably had to come up with a reason as to why Smeagol got corrupted. It's weird because like I guess Smeagol already existed in his version of the Hobbit, obviously. So I don't. I, maybe it was a matter of like, oh shit, I, I he could have just made him a human. I feel who was like left with the ring for a hundred years, making him like. But a it wouldn't make. Uh, yeah, it, it would work. Yeah, you, I, I mean, the you, ring makes him live a little longer. Yeah, and he just ends up looking all spin. Like he's he just he's described very differently in the books. He doesn't just look like a, a pale white man. He looks but like I, a I think disturbing it, fish looking guy. It, it kind of sets up the like even if you're a hobbit, it doesn't mean that you're immune to the ring's power. Yeah. Like, I just I just find the solution to his problem being like, and then there, there are the good hobbits who live in the fields, and there yeah. are those bad fucking hobbits that you don't want to hang out with who live by the river. And we don't like those hobbits because they're nothing but trouble. They they do drugs. They do they do they bring drugs into our, our towns and they steal our white hobbit women. They're terrible. <laughs> They're taking all of our jobs. They're taking those those hob those river hobbits are taking our job. <laughs> and don't get me don't get me started on the orcs. They're buying up businesses in local towns. <laughs> all right, what else is going the, on? The men of the east, they're all terrorists. They're just gonna try and ram their their oliphants through our walls. Some of Tolkien was an extremely progressive writer for his time. Not everything is aged perfectly. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, he was. He was. But, he, he died a hundred years ago. Yeah, he was I also think. a white not, man not, in the 1930s. Yeah, he was. He, he fought was in World to be War a little War. racist. Yeah. If you, you know, here I'm going to say, it. if you fought in World War One, you're allowed to be a little racist. Yeah, it's a, it's, it's, it's like a hundred and ten years ago. I, I don't expect. I can't expect anything else. <laughs> I don't disagree there, there with you on that. There is no other. There's nothing else to expect there. Um, but after the flashback, we then cut to the gang meeting up with Pippin and Mary, who are drinking and smoking pot over That's the, the corpse funniest corpse. scene ever. Fucking love it. They're like, would yeah, you like comes like we've been fighting our asses off, and you guys out here smoking and fucking around. It's like, yeah, but we have salted meat. Because they were so ready to get into another fight. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they came here prepped for war, and the hobbits are just like, welcome to Isengard. Hey, you want a puff? You want, yeah, 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 puff a pass, you know, fellowship of the, the ring. Yeah. Um, we also get Sauron's Palantir, which uh falls off of the building, I guess. I don't really remember how that got there. But Sauron's Palantir ends up in the water. That that's gonna be a surprise tool we'll use later. Actually, no, we use it like right now looking at the <laughs> well, I was gonna say, what's later? It's I, like I, thought, I thought it was like, later in the movie. I didn't realize no, it was it's like, like a 10 scene seconds later. later. Yeah. Pippin like looks into the Palantir and he sees the burning of the white tree of Gondor. Um, which also fun to think about in reference to stuff from Rings of Power. But um I love I love how Gandalf is like, What did you tell him? And he's like, Okay, good. Thankfully, Pippin is so stupid that he was physically unable to give the enemy information. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Pippin knows he's so dumb that Sauron couldn't get anything out of him if he tried. Uh, so then Gan Gandalf and Pippin, they go to, to Minas Tirith. They find Denethor. Denethor is a fucking asshole who hates one of his sons for not being the one who died. Um, yeah. Poor and he's also Faramir. Like, just, yeah. Poor, poor Faramir. Severe daddy issues. He used to be one of my favorites. I love Faramir still. Uh, yeah. So, I, I mean, I, I still keep love thinking him. But... The I keep thinking the actor's... Uh... Dumal Gleason, that's his name. I think that's his name. Really? You know who that is from Star Wars. I know who that is, yeah, Hux. But like, I mean, he also played that movie where he kills a rabbit or he tries to. Which one's that? I don't remember what it's called. Anyway. Well, he's in Ex Machina too. Anyway, yeah, when I saw him, I saw him 
night. He's not in this, obviously. When Fermi comes up, I'm like, huh, you look a lot. I It's like, really? You're in this? And then I realized, I go, wait, no, that was 20 years ago. It's obviously not him. Yeah, no, that would be a child, Tyler. Um, But yeah, I, I personally love Fermi. I think he has a great story of like kind of being trapped under both his brother and his father's shadow. Mm-hmm. Never Just never being there. enough. Yeah, I think it's and it, he will literally push himself till his absolute death if that's what it takes. Yeah. Um, Pippin somehow ends up in indentured servitude to Denethor and uh becomes a musician. I think that's something like that. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's and joins the best a band. Way to he joins it. a band. A uh, pretty Frodo, good singer. Yeah. I yeah, he's I, he he sings the final song in the third Hobbit movie, which was like at the time kind of intended to be like a very nice capstone to the Middle Earth as a whole. So it's like an extremely depressing piece of music about saying goodbye to people and like saying your last goodbyes. It's like it's just it's unbelievably depressing that piece of music that he sings and he does a very good job. God, I'm sad again. Anyway, uh, Frodo and Sam take the ring and Golem continues trying to frame Sam for being fat. (laughs) It's just great. Frames him for being fat. (laughs) Basically, I I love his escape. He's like, I don't eat bread. But you know who does? Your best Sam. <laughs> that fat motherfucker. He just he, he saw, crushes a cup of bread, like, just scatters like, crumbs over him. He's talking to Frodo. He's like, listen, listen, I know, you know, me and you were both hungry. We're skinny guys, but you notice his waistline getting bigger? He's eating all of our food. <laughs> now we're going to starve. We're gonna... <laughs> I say we kill him and eat him. <laughs> listen, I mean, we just take a leg, right? He's just whispering to Frodo. Uh, we also get the Witch King in this movie. We technically had him earlier, but we didn't see him properly. Yeah. Um, and I think he has a great fucking design. Love the Witch King's design. What a cool helmet. So fucking cool. Um, And then from here, what do we actually go for? Oh, okay. I This movie has just so much shit going through. There's so much it, that it's happens. Just like, it's like, I kind of, I don't remember when things take place because this movie is genuinely, a, it's, this is massive. Absolutely massive. We get a Spider Lady, who um, well, Sam Sam is sent away by Frodo first and foremost. Then Spider Lady comes into play. Uh, Gollum is, manipulates Frodo into this into the nest of the Spider Queen, mm-hmm. who then try who then paralyzes him and plans to eat him. However, Sam comes. But then our boy Sam, our boy Sam comes, murks the spider. Well, does he murk her or does he just scare? Scare away. Well, I don't think he murders yeah. her. Yeah, I think I'm pretty sure that Spider is a borderline demigod. <laughs> Yeah, it is. Because that is she the is. child of Ungolia. Yeah. I count I'll count that as a demigod, even if that's incorrect. Um, however, Frodo that is a second fake out death where it looks like Sam has died. I'm sorry, where Frodo has died to the point that even Sam buys it. And then a bunch of orcs are like, no, he's not dead. And Sam's like, fuck. God it's like fuck, it. I didn't check his pulse. Why didn't I why didn't I see if he was breathing? <laughs> Realistically, probably the poison probably just stopped him from like actually having a natural pulse. But yeah. regardless. <laughs> Um, I I like I love that scene with Sam fighting the spider. It's just like a really great heroic moment for him to have. You know, I I love it. Uh, and then we get the lighting of the lighting of the beacons. beacons. I love great that sequence. Scene. Love that sequence. One of my favorites. Uh, Theoden. They have the lines like Gondor. Gondor calls for aid, and Rohan will answer. Love it. Goddamn top tier, fantastic. Um, we get uh, what's his name? Fuck. Who? No. Hugo Weaving. Oh, uh, El uh... Elrond. Yeah, we get Elrond reforging Narsal and providing it to uh, providing it to Aragorn. 
We got Aragorn convincing the army of the dead to join him in this fucking war. We get everything about the Siege of Minas Tirith and the Battle of Pelennor Fields, which are amazing. God, Minas Tirith is so good. Minas Tirith, Battle of Pelennor Fields is fucking fantastic. Yeah. The orcs look like they're winning. They're fucking using mental damage by sending heads from the soldiers they've killed into the city to fuck with people. They're sieging the walls. They have Grond. Fucking Grond, the, the weird thing, is bashing its the walls. And then fucking Theoden comes in and gives a god-tier speech. One of the best speeches ever. And yet somehow the second best speech in the movie. Yeah, I was about to say, it's like, wait, are you forgetting? And it's like, no, you know, you know what you're no, doing. It's one of the best speeches of all time. It is also the second best speech in the movie. <laughs> Uh, I fucking love the, the him like yelling back and forth, hitting the spears with the sword. You know, ride now to so ruin good. and the world's ending. Ride now to ruin and the world's ending. Holy death. shit! That's his yells of death. Come on! Oh my god! What a what a chills chills every time I get to that sequence of the movie. I think and we the, um we, we skipped kinda, probably a ton of shit. We skipped um the whole Faramir going on a suicide mission. Ooh, Faramir goes on a suicide mission while 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 Pippin does acapella. That's great, great sequence. Fucking... And then Denethor tries burning both of them alive. I think that happens he... slightly after the charge. Does it? Well, I mean, yeah, he it's went like Aaron more or less to... simultaneous. <laughs> yeah, Faramir comes back. He is. They assume he's dead, except he's clearly uh, not. He's clearly not the he's king. He's clearly be breathing. He's like he's just the king just he's talking loses it. Sleep. The king like, goes insane. Gone. Yeah, the king goes insane. He's like, oh god, he's dead. He sees the army coming. He's like, fucking leave. We're gonna die. And then Gandalf beats the shit up. It's like, shut up. Everyone get back to your post. Uh, he's like, everyone go to work. Um, a Gandalf being basically a general here and like leading the military side of things is so cool. And Ian McKellen actually doing like physical combat, I think, is great. I don't know if he did his own stunts, but it feels great to see him here. Yep. Uh, but then we get Theoden, where Eowyn, Eowyn has like hidden herself as one of the soldiers charging into she battle. Moves, what she Mulan's it? She yeah, she Mulan's it. She Mulan's it. Um, and she charges into battle. They fucking are clobbering the orcs. They're whooping their asses, and then they turn around, and those damn dirty men of the east. <laughs> as far as as Tolkien puts it, as Witch Tolkien, King. <laughs> not even the Witch King, the Horrid Dream. Oh yeah, sure. God, what are they? The the elephant riding brown people. Yeah. Um, yeah, they, a little racist. A little, a little racist. Tiny bit. Tiny, the, the smallest amount. Um, They come in and holy shit, the Rohirrim charge into the Oliphants are so, is so cool. Because it's like, you almost feel like they have a chance. And then you realize they're charging into giant elephants. Yeah. And they are getting stopped. And then the like, army of the dead pops up. Oh, we, we, we haven't even got, not, we, we have, we haven't even before the army of the dead even pop up, Theoden is knocked off his horse by by the Witch King. Eowyn comes to his aid, decapitates the Witch King's dragon, challenges him to a duel. The Witch King's winning. Mary stabs him and shanks him, shanks him in the back, to which Eowyn says, I am a woman, stabs him in the face, and the whole crowd goes wild. Mm -hmm. And if they came out today, it would have been shit on it so badly. It would have been shit on so badly. But what Tolkien was actually doing was parodying a scene from Macbeth movie. One of the we've seen a movie of uh, adaptation of it actually on the show, um, the famous "I am born of no woman" line, which yep. Tolkien always felt was contrived and bullshit. Because even if it was a C-section, he was still born of a woman. So Tolkien's like, I'm just gonna do Shakespeare better and wrote this sequence, and that is the actual history of how the sequence was written, from my understanding. <laughs> Quick disclaimer in it. I mean that Shakespeare line never does 
didn't make sense. It, it doesn't make sense. Shakespeare was probably, as most people assume, not a single individual anyway. <laughs> um, but yeah, so he does that sequence. Fucking Eowyn stabs the Witch King in the fucking head. It's great. I love it. All uh, and then you know they man the, the army of the dead come in. They clear out the battle. And uh, I love that moment with the army of dead coming in. The orcs are like, climbing. oh, no, the orcs are just like, yeah, get the fuck off. Come on, fight with us. And then he's like, it's like, wait, that's not our guys. Oh, there's only three of them. We're good. Oh, fuck. There's a lot. Yeah. Just <laughs> suddenly they're like, ah, oh, yeah, we got this. And then they're like, what the fuck are these green spirit people? Um, I also love the visual of the um, like the army of the dead climbing over the bodies of the Oliphants, like just like literally toppling them by running overrunning them like ants. Yep. I fucking love that. Oh, random um, fact. I don't remember if this happened in this battle. I know what happened in like I think it definitely happened in Helm's Deep. Uh the Willem Scream at some no, point we, in this yeah, movie. We get we get this in this battle and in Helm's Deep. Yeah, I I remember when I was watching it that the any battle scene I'm like I'm pretty sure I was remember it's like I'm pretty sure there's a scream in here at some point and then I was waiting for it waiting it's like oh there it is there's another one. It's a it's a product of the two thousands. You know, it was before yeah. it was so overused that it became too obvious. Um, yeah, yeah, now yeah. people who don't know movies know what it is, yeah. Yeah, uh, and you know, now they're oath fulfilled, the army of the dead are allowed to be free. Um, but that, we're not fucking done, boys. We have no, another battle. We have another fucking battle sequence There's still two hours after this movie. <laughs> it's time for the battle at the Black Gate. Gaunt, uh, Aragorn leaves the, leads the men of Rohan and those, like, 50 guys from Gondor who didn't die, and <laughs> <laughs> he leads whatever the fuck is No left. time to mourn the buddy who got his arm fucking destroyed, but let's go. No time for any of that, Tyler, because we need to lead the armies of the West right up to Sauron's fucking house and ring the doorbell. Um, And I like how in the extended sequence, he more or less does ring the doorbell because the mouth of Sauron comes out to greet him, and then he just chops the mouth of Sauron's head off. <laughs> I always found that fun. Um... And yeah, they're doing all this to pretty much buy Frodo and Sam time. And mm -hmm. it is like it is the the they know they are this is this is not a fight they're meant to win. This yeah, is a fight they're... they're meant to just buy time. Yeah. Uh Aragorn's for Frodo is great. Oh, and not just his for Frodo, his entire speech. I I love his entire speech. Come on. A day may come where the courage of men fall, Tyler. Where we forsake our friends and bake all break all bonds of fellowship, Tyler. But it's not today, Tyler. An hour of wolves and shattered shields when the age of men comes crashing down, Tyler. Yeah. But it's not this day, Tyler. It's such a great it's oh, I god. god. I love that is the that is that is right there. The best speech in cinema. Um, period. I, I refuse to accept that anything could be better. I don't care. Don't you have independence day up? Don't you have independence day up there? Sure, top five. Yeah, top five of all time. True. Top five of all time. It's really good. It's not number one. It's not yeah. number one, Tyler. <laughs> this speech Every single time. And I remember as a kid when you have that moment where you hear Sauron whispering to, to Aragorn where he's like looking at the tower and he hears it and he's walking forward. I remember wondering if things were about to go from bad to worse. Mm -hmm. And then he just says for Frodo and he charges right in to the, un, uh, uh, the unyielding hordes of orcs and trolls. And it's like a desperate, absolutely desperate fight. They are losing every step of the way. They are surrounded. They are outnumbered. They're getting their asses beat. Fucking Frodo goes bad at the last second, and he decides to take the ring for himself. Smeagol came back into the fray. It's a, it's a three-man fight for the for the, the, the it's it's crazy, crazy shit. Sam uh, fucking Frodo loses a finger. Sam gets clocked with the rock. 
it's it's going insane. And then the steel chair, he <laughs> comes out. It's Sauron with the steel chair. <laughs> a fun fact: in an initial version of this scene, Aragon was meant to fight an avatar of Sauron of some sort, physically in battle during the Battle of the Black Gate. Uh, would have been mm-hmm. interesting, but I think I'm ultimately happy that it did not occur. I think it would have. Been I'm, a bit yeah, I'm fine. It didn't. I'm fine with it not happening. Um, but then you know, just at the at the absolute last fucking second of all things, Gol- Smeagol in his his greed takes the ring and falls because he wasn't paying attention where he was. Yeah. No, I'm sorry, I'm incorrect. Frodo yeah, actually not... attacks him there. That's right. Yeah. Like he, I always picture when he's like looking backwards and holding up the ring that he just trips. I, no, I always no. forget that no, Frodo tries to take the ring back and they both go tumbling over Mount Doom. Smeagol goes in the lava. He uses his hand to keep the ring alive as long as possible. But eventually the close up of it like falling. Oh god, like, yeah. That's so good. It's so fucking good. Uh, eventually, though, it does manage to burn, and Sauron with it screams in agony as his energy implodes in on himself. The last evil Maiar gone for all time. Sam is basically carrying Frodo. I can't believe I forgot the other scene where Sam carries Frodo, and he has the great line, <laughs> I may not be able to carry it, but I can carry you. It's yeah. fucking great. It's all fucking great. This movie is fucking fantastic. I love this movie. 10 out of yeah. 10. Fucking love this movie. Absolutely amazing. And then even after all that, after everything, it's not, it's the tension isn't gone because they're just sitting like, here. They're stuck there. Yeah. They're stuck here on this mountain talking about how like Sam's like, damn, if there was ever one woman I loved, it was that one lady, <laughs> that one yeah. bartender. I would have married her. Damn it. Well, I, I, like love, I love that scene. Facts. Right. Because it, it brings it all the way back to the beginning. Mm hmm. It absolutely does. And you as an audience member have seen so much shit since the first movie that you feel every ounce of their pain. Like you're just like you're sitting here and you're like, damn, I don't remember the Shire. I don't remember joy. I've been in hell for the last hour and a half. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I can't remember any positive experience in my entire life. (laughs) You feel a bit exhausted when you get to this point and it works perfectly. Uh, and then Gandalf sends the eagles because the eagles have joined into the fray, yeah, uh, which is always great. They come. They I save always them. hate when people are like, "Just bring the eagles." Uh, yeah, I know that whole thing was like, "Why not just send the eagles to Mount Doom like, at the beginning?" It's like the point of the movie isn't the fucking destination. Yes, but, that's but, yes, but also like they didn't have you know the Witch King or like the Nazgul's on fl- things that fly. Yeah, there's there's a. They had fucking raven bat things that like could have been a problem. There are plenty of reasons why not to do that. There also is just like artillery. <laughs> also, Sauron would just see you coming. Yeah, it's it's not a good plan. It's a terrible plan. Yeah. Um, but yeah, the movie is starting to wrap up. Yeah, they the eagles save them from the the rock that they're just waiting on as the yeah, lava pools around them. To get fucking cooked. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I, I, kinda, save them. I really thought they were gonna get cooked. Uh, that would have been such a sad ending. God, like when when I mean Sam has that one line earlier of like I don't think there's gonna be a return trip. It's one of those things. It's like oh fuck, this yeah. might actually this not is, be a return this trip. Is, this is a suicide run. <laughs> yeah. Um, and in, but they in, don't in some die. Ways, in some ways, it almost is though, nonetheless, because you know they get the hobbits go back to Rivendell. The Fellowship meets. You know everything's good. Uh, Aragon becomes king of Gondor. He reclaims his title. You know, the blade that was broken is now reforged. And while everyone's cheering, he goes up to the hobbits who try to bow to him and he says, 
my friends. Bow to no one. Uh, so good. I I still tear up a little bit at that scene, no matter what. I can mm-hmm. see it a hundred times. Every oh every oh, it's so good. It's so fucking beautiful. That's still not the ending. It's not. That's Tyler, still not the this ending. movie earned the right to end as many times. This movie could still be playing to this day, and I would want you to shut up about it. It has earned that right by being. I'm the just best joking tri- about the whole this meme of this best movie ending seven times. All time, Tyler. There is not a better trilogy. Think of one. Try and think of one. The only one that I can think of is like Toy Story, the Toy Story trilogy. But like, I no. it doesn't come. No, it's not. I'm not. not I'm not close. saying it's better. I'm just saying that's in. Yeah, what other movies would be be in in, in, in competition? Not competition because you're always gonna say Lord of the Rings. Yeah. What other trilogies are, are, are like more or less perfect trilogies? Uh, I got this. I got Toy Story. I think that might be it. Honest to God. Uh, yeah. Yeah, I'm like scrolling through best trilogies of all time. I can't find any. What comes up? Uh, Blade, The Mighty Ducks, Austin Blade? Powers, Mad Max. I'm at number 22, to be fair, Tom. Oh, okay. I was about Terminator, to say, really? Terminators 1 through 3. <laughs> the third one uh, is the... Pro- uh, the, the Oh, the Vengeance trilogy um, is supposed oh, to be amazing. Pop we John, okay, that, yeah. So we can't yeah. see that. Uh, Scream 1 through 3. The Star Wars prequels at 13 above the fucking Vengeance trilogy. Okay, Empire. That's a lie. Die Hard 1, 2, and 3. Alien 1, 2, and 3? The third movie always wrecks it. Evil Dead trilogy. Uh, I'm not going to count that that highly. We'll uh, I mean, the dollar trilogy. Oh, okay, wait. Four. Indiana Jones is a really good one. Not as good, even close. But it's it's a great trilogy. Okay, after watching the Dollars trilogy, it's like, yeah, the first one is the worst one, but like the uh, the back two pick it up a lot. It's definitely not compared to the like top two we said, but it's definitely up there. Indiana I love Jones Evil and, Dead. Indiana Jones and Back to the Future, I think, are the only genuine like other excellent kind of borderline perfect trilogies. But they don't they don't touch it. Holy and hold a candle to Lord of the Rings, nonetheless. Fair. I mean, I love Evil Dead. What was it? Which one? The born the born trilogy. You know they're oh the first the born uh, ultimatum legacy and I forgot what the first one's called. Uh, Identity. Uh huh. Well, that, that was really good, but I don't. I haven't watched rewatched it in so long. I haven't seen them. Nonetheless, here we stand. You know, at the end of all things, the Hobbits return to the Shire. It's it's oddly like it's very homey for us to go back, but you do have that same feeling that they have, where something feels kind of out of place. Yeah, or rather, they like, feel out of place. Yeah, how, how, I mean, how they just you... saved the whole world. How do you return to this yeah. tiny town? How, how do you, even as an audience member, how do you return to the Shire? After you saw him in his tyrant. This place mm-hmm. feels so small after you're like at the black gate in front of Mount Dune as it explodes. And and you kind of understand that like almost like a, a stir crazy feeling that they kind of get there, you know? Um and Frodo, even if it's years later, it's been about four years before he leaves the Undying Lands. But I mean Frodo, Sam is fine to be there. Yeah, Sam's fine. Sam Sam, Sam has a wife only, now. Sam has a he has wife. A wife. He has kids. a kid kids. Yeah. Sam's too busy fucking to feel sad, right? <laughs> Um, and, and, um, Mary and Pippin, you know, they, they, they're, they're cohabitating into their old age. They're not legally allowed to marry, but you know, everyone knows it's an open secret. They're cousins. They have... Are they? Chris, yeah. the fuck? I didn't realize that. Okay. We're here watching Game of Thrones, House of Dragons every week and you're going to give me shit now. But yes. Cause you're, apparently different... that was the part that stuck with you. I you want did that not now. realize Different universes. I, <laughs> that's what makes the difference. I didn't realize they were cousins. 
but when me and Tati were watching and they had that line where like Mary's basically like almost dead in the Battle of Pelennor Fields and Pippin's like crying over him and Mary's like, will you take care of me? Me and Tati were like, hmm, I think people were talking about the wrong gay hobbits. Yeah, they're, they're first cousins. I didn't remember that. <laughs> I, I got to talk to Tati. <laughs> We may have fucked up. We may have made it. We may have mis made a, a, a poor assumption here about Mary. This is not in Westeros. They, Let's make that they, clear. They are simply they are simply family and very close. <laughs> um, so that's the movie. No, we got to get to. We got the Undying Lands, which, in my opinion, was a great last minute twist to the knife. You know, uh, where it looks like you know they're saying goodbye to Bilbo, and then Frodo says that uh, he he needs to go. He's, He's go got some PTSD. Way. He can't stay here anymore. Yeah, they have they have free healthcare over there. The hobbits they don't offer that. They're libertarians. Um, so he's got to go to the Undying Lands with the elves. Uh, Galadriel finally gets to go to Valinor after <laughs> fucking three thousand years. I always I, mean, I find that really funny this time. Yeah, so you uh, get for murdering your own people. <laughs> that's what the Noldor get. I just find it funny because in Rings of Power she has the opportunity to go back. And she chooses not to, and it basically sets her back three thousand years. <laughs> yeah, uh, but then yeah, there we go. We the movie ends with Sam saying he's home with his wife and kids, and it's such a bittersweet, beautiful ending. I love this movie. I do love it. It's, it's great. Probably one of my favorite movies of all time. It is easily one of my favorite movies of all time. Um, and I there are a couple things from the books that I do wish somehow managed to make it in the film, even though I know it would have been impossible. I love the fact that uh, while there is the battle of of Minas Tirith, there are simultaneously orc attacks on the Misty Mountain and Lothlorien. So, like, that's what the dwarves and elves are doing. They're picking way more fucking fights. <laughs> yeah, like th there are wars happen. There are battles happening across Middle Earth at this point. Yeah, it's you know, just it's not, how much longer can you make this movie? <laughs> like, I mean, I I love this shit that happens in the Misty Mountain with yeah. fucking uh, what's his name? I think it's Ironbrow. Where he basically gives his life to hold the gate open so that the people of Erebor can escape. In, not the people of Erebor, the people of Lake Town can escape. Well, people of Dale now can escape into mm -hmm. the mountain. And like, it's like it's him and it's fucking Bard's like grandson who basically have to give their lives to fight there. It's like that, I, that whole sequence sounds amazing. I would love to see that somewhere. Or fucking Galadriel in Lothlorien with her elves blasting the fuck out of works. <laughs> Oh, yeah. sounds, sounds cool as shit. I would have loved to see Galadriel. It would have, but it also would have been it a little been a five too much. Hour movie. Yeah. <laughs> would I have watched a five-hour movie? Hundred percent. Oh yeah, I I would. I hundred percent. I would. If if Lord of the Rings was a TV show, that's the type of stuff that we would have also seen. Um, yeah. Which I would have been happy to, but hey, here we are, at the end of all things, at the end of the bench. That's a good one. That's a good movie. It's a very good movie. Ranking. Rankings. Three. Number th hmm? It's at number three. Number three. Uh, for me, it does end up being Fellowship of the Ring. Yeah, I know that's Fellowship. Oh, okay, wow. Me and Faison agree on this one. I, I thought I normally people put Fellowship at number two or even number one. It's Tati's. No, favorite. I have a lot of nostalgia for Two Towers. I love Two Towers so much. Yeah, uh, I'm the weird one. one. Yeah, Tyler. Tyler's the odd man out now. Yeah, I, again, there's no bad. These aren't, but my least pick isn't if because it's bad. you say Return bad. of the King, Tyler, you're just wrong. Yeah, if you say Return of the King, you are wrong. Well, God damn it. <laughs> uh, no, it's Two Towers. Yeah. Uh, yeah, obviously Two Towers is great. Helm's Deep, Helm's Deep is fucking amazing. There's nothing bad you can say about any of these movies. There's nothing bad you could say about this movie. I just like 
I mean, like the, the, the it's just my third. We'll get to why I like the other two more in a second. That's fair. No, yeah, uh, I don't. I can. I don't blame you. It's hard. You can't. There's no wrong way to rank these movies. They're amazing. if I again, if I didn't have a crazy amount of nostalgia for the two towers, it'd probably be my three. I think I could. I mean, I, it, way, it, it might have I helped think, that I watched this movie for the first time two years ago. So, yeah. I think it, in my opinion, what helps Two Towers and uh, Return of the King a little bit more than Fellowship for me, not only the scale, but the fact that the character arcs, not the character arcs, the uh, like the three main plot lines are split up as opposed to being one of the same. Uh, it ends up giving it the feel of like an elongated miniseries where you spend. 20 to 30 minutes with these characters and then you hop over and you spend 20 to 30 minutes with these characters and I think it it actually ends up helping the pacing a little bit for me um, it doesn't necessarily make it feel faster but it, it does kind of help keep me very engaged the entire way through for quite a long stretch of time uh, so that's something I just personally really like but number two for me it's two towers yeah it's two towers fellowship yeah because for number three it is one of the greatest films in my opinion ever made yeah the return um, of the king with its flaws and all, one of the most emotional stories ever, Return of the King. Yeah, Return of the King is definitely the best. Well, again, you can't say definitely the best one because, like, you can pick anyone and not be long. You can, anyone, well, you Return, can of the, anyone. Return of the King just has the whole... It, it's the ending. It nails everything I about it. I can't think of a better final ending of a trilogy. I can't think of a better final ending. Yeah. Can I you think, think of a better trilogy that a trilogy for a good third one? We no. only named, like, five of them, so... Uh, I like, I mean, I think The Last Crusade has a good ending for Indiana Jones. I'm counting that. Uh, but not as good as Return of the King. Not, there, there, I don't think there are a lot of stories that end as well as Return of the King. Yeah. I can if think you of counted, like, if Toy Story 3 ended at, if Toy Story ended at 3, yeah. I guess you could say that. But even then, yeah. I would give Return of the King. Like, I'm, I'm even thinking, like, I'm trying to think, like, even some shows, you know? I'm, like, trying to think, like, over the top of my head, a piece of media that ends that I liked better than Return of the King. I can think of one. I can think of one ending I liked more. And even then, it's it's not even like I liked it more. It's like I liked it about as much. And that's, that's the anime. Full Metal, full anime? Metal Alchemist Brotherhood. Oh, yeah. Full Metal Alchemist Brotherhood. Yeah, that's that's one of the only ones that I think has as satisfying an ending as this. Yeah, that's true. Because like yeah, even like a show like Evangelion, I love Evangelion. I love its ending, uh, but I don't. It's it's different. You know, it's not like the satisfying conclusion. Even mm-hmm. Gurren Logan, you know, love the show, love the ending. Doesn't quite. It's not the same. It's just not the same. I, only, I know. Only I, full Metal I know Alchemist this Brotherhood gives me that feeling. I mean, for me, I know that this just happened this past year, but Better Call Saul's ending is just so uh, perfect. Yeah, that's supposed to be like I got. I got to get to that. I mean, for me, I would say Return of the King makes meets out like Breaking Bad's ending per se. You know, mm. for me, I would I would give it. It's it's a very strange comparison to make, but I would give it to Lord of the Rings <laughs> ending over over Breaking Bad's. I mean, to be fair, I like Better Call Saul's ending more than uh, Breaking Bad, so. Uh, we we gotta put both of those into the. the, into the I I did I I know how we're doing it. And ladies and gentlemen, that's the binge. Thank you, uh, thank you so much for for watching, and listening. Tyler, do you got things you want to say? Things well, don't forget. Um, oh, click the Audible link. Yeah, get, get well, Lord of the Rings oh, on the Audible. Rings, they're actually read by Andy Circus. Oh, um, nice. So yeah, feel free to, to get Lord of the Rings on Audible. He probably does a great Smeagol impression. Um, dead sounds, no joke there. Just dead sounds. Just dead silence. Tyler, do the thing. Great reviewers, let us know which one of these uh, is your favorite. Is this the best trilogy of all time? If not, what is? Do you, was one of our other options better, or do you have a completely out of left field one? Let us know on the tw- Twitter through Twin Binge. Uh, again, we don't know if it's running anymore. 
got a yellow Tati. Uh, maybe it'll come back next year. Uh, share us. Let's go to Audible. Uh, I got nothing. What else? Um, that's it. That's it. Live like uh, I do Hobbit. one thing. I, uh, the uh, they did. Did they put Lord of the Rings back in theaters for like the anniversary or no? I don't believe so. Because if they did, I would be depressed because I didn't see it then. Because the minute it is, I would. De- I, I mean, obviously, the theater would be packed for it, so it'll yes. just be hype as hell to begin with. But like, that would be a very fun, uh, fun showing. I would absolutely love to to do that. Yeah. And, yeah. Oh God. God, yes, just all three of them back to back. Um, yes, absolutely. Oh, I have no idea if Tyler, they would allow it. Yes, we can do it. We can do it. Tyler, I've been saying this. For do you years. know we how disgusting the theater would be? Tyler, yeah, I don't it care. would be disgusting. I don't care, Tyler. I don't I do. care. Do you know how disgusting? Like the minute there would be like a twenty-minute intermission between the each movie, and then you would have to deep clean the fuck out of everything in there. Tyler, this isn't the Fifty Shades of Grey trilogy that's being played here. I don't think it's going to be that bad. For you, it might be. Yeah, Tyler, only when the Galadriel scene where she yells at everybody, and then that's not that's not my fault. It's not a choice, Tyler. Half the audience Involuns- just immediately combust right there. <laughs> combust, yes, that's a you got to come into for grain coda and just <laughs> you come out as Gandalf the White. <laughs> Good night, everybody. Hey!